Good morning, Faith Community Church. I'm Clint here with Jason Wick. We're in Galatians chapter 4 in Paul's letter here. Jason, what are we learning here in Galatians chapter 4? Galatians chapter 4, it's, it's, I'm sure we learned through the introductions of, of Galatians that it's it, a book written by, by Paul. And here in chapter 4, I love, I love he just, he, the way he, he starts this. And I think for a lot of us as Christians, um, it takes us a while before we realize what happened at the moment of salvation, before salvation, what was going on behind the scenes, what the Spirit was doing in our heart. And it's sort of like, you know, there's a moment of salvation where for us in that moment, it's like almost euphoric, like I've repented of my sins, I put my faith and trust in Christ, I believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, and now I'm saved. But then it's like afterwards, as we as we grow and mature in Christ, we begin to put put the pieces together of like, wait, how did that, how did I go from someone who rejected the gospel, hated Christianity's, didn't like the idea of submitting myself to God. And then that one night when that person was talking to me or during that church service or whatever it was, like, what what changed and what what happened there? And I think, you know, Paul, one of the things that he does throughout his letters is sort of just allows us to peek behind that curtain hmm. a little bit and and show us sort of sort of what happened. And so here in Galatians four, you know, he talks a lot about our condition. Um not a lot. Of, he talks a little bit about our condition before, and he compares us to to slaves. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that maybe in that moment of salvation we didn't realize there was a parallel between how we were living and how a slave in first century Christianity was living. Right. Uh, what do you, What do you think? You know, what does Scripture say that 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 Paul means by the fact that we were we were there are some parallels to slavery. Right. So, I mean, obviously, actual slavery, you're, you're enslaved to your master. Mm-hmm. You, you have no freedom of choice to do what you want to do. You, are, um, you have to serve this person as a slave. And I think when it's talking about um, salvation here and slavery before and afterwards is like the, the Jews were the slaves to the law. And it actually gets into that a little bit later mm-hmm. in this chapter, too, uh, in, in comparing when the law of Moses came to them and what they had to do, and really the law showing them their sin and and showing them uh, all the the rituals and all the sacrifices and the things that they had to do um, in order to atone for their sins here. Uh, just the the comparison of this freedom that that sacrifice has done. And so as slaves, it's like they they don't understand the freedom that's just being given to them here. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on the head where they like, I I don't know if it, it it's a, a lot of our to do with our human nature where we we want to work for our salvation. Like yeah. if I do enough good works, like if I if I say enough nice things, if I help enough old ladies across the street, if I attend church mm-hmm. the the right number of times, like that's that's gonna that's gonna do it for me, and God's right. gonna be like, you know, let me see what you've done in life, and like, oh, this is this is pretty good. I'll let you yeah. in. I mean, that's principles of life, right? Right. Do the work, work hard, yeah. reap the and, rewards, and you, and you get in, and and you can study most, if not all, other religions, and it's it's works based salvation, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's right. earn this, earn this, earn this, and you know the people that Paul is writing to are especially into that like yeah. okay i've earned it i've earned it i've earned it and so they're they're enslaved to that 
But then uh, it says, uh, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So we are no longer a slave, but a son. And so, you know, God is sort of taking the blinders off. We start to see things. We cry out, you know, Abba, Father. You know, he's no longer, you know, an evil taskmaster. He's no longer, you know, someone that's just, you know, giving you list after list after list of commands, but he's your father. And then one of like the most stunning statements in all of scripture is, so you know you, now, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. Mm-hmm. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. And that's the behind the curtain. Yeah. And we're like, right wait, what? Yeah. Like, I'm not just allowed to like hang out in heaven. You, you skipped by. Yeah. You like, made it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm just, you know, invited to, you know, a party and there's, you know, God and Jesus and, you know, the, the, the most righteous who've ever lived. And I sort of just get to like hang out in the background right. and just happy to be there type of person, like in the nosebleeds at a great concert. Right. But no, like, no, you're, you're a co-heir with Christ. Like you... You're on the stage. Yeah. Like this is, this is insane. And so I think some of us, we didn't, we didn't realize our true condition beforehand, that we were enslaved to sin, that we were enslaved to the law. We didn't realize exactly how that changed. And God comes into our heart and allows us to see, uh, causes us to cry, Abba, Father. And we don't understand the blessing that comes after that, right? Why do you think it's important for us to sort of have a, a true biblical perspective of those those three things? How depraved I was beforehand, how gracious God was during salvation, and then how my future is is glorious because of what God has done. Right. I think it's, I mean, it's way over the top than we could like imagine ourselves even, but um, understanding who we were beforehand is a, is kind of a step of salvation. Like you really, like you get saved when you understand that and then you understand what God's done for us. So I think it's important to understand because if in order to get saved, we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we repent of our sins, we have to acknowledge that we were sinners before. Right, right. The, our depravity before. And then God's graciousness there, um, like we have to know we, we don't deserve any of this at all. And not only do we just not deserve it because we've done nothing to deserve it, it's we don't deserve it because we've done... We've sinned, and we've uh, we've gone against God too. So it's not only you know, like if I have somebody who's just an acquaintance that I say, "Hey, come to this party," or I have my enemy, "Hey, come to this party." We're the enemy. We're not just the stand standard by right? right. And then the future. I mean, that's part of sanctification, right? Being able to know who we are, why we're like, uh, why we're saved, and and what we're going to do with that salvation. I mean, our Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations. I think that's really important to keep studying and understanding Scripture more so that when we share the gospel with others, I mean, it's not just some okay news. It's good news that uh, we were enemies of God, and now we are. We're not just acquaintances. We're heirs. Yeah, and and when we, we... The more we study and the more we understand, you know, those those basic truths of the gospel. I say basic as like they're the core truths, right. not, not that they're yeah. easy to understand. I, no, think, yeah. I think we'll spend eternity just continually being awe over, you know, those those truths. Yeah. And it keeps us now, I think, focused on what really matters, mm. right? And that's one of the things that Paul is saying to the Galatians, like, don't go back. Like, why would you go back? Mm. Like, why would you choose to go back to the law that you were enslaved to? Like, why are you trying now to you know, work and earn and observe these things that, like, you don't, 
you don't need to do these. You have, you have grace. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, whether it's, you know, we're enslaved to the law and we're trying to work, 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 and like, I have to do this. I have to be good enough for God or I have to, or if it's, you know, we're maybe enslaved to, to certain sins and the bondage and it's like a bad habit that we can't break right. and like keep going back. I think this back. is better than what yeah. I have now. And, mm-hmm. and Paul says, I, look, if we understand the gospel and we understand these truths of, you know, how we were, what happened with God's grace, and then what we, how we can live now and into eternity, the things of the world just lose all appeal. Right. Like I don't, I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's the the key for us is falling in love with the gospel, falling in love with God, falling in love with Jesus, and the more we do that, the 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 less we love the things of this world mm-hmm. and the more satisfaction and enjoyment we can get from this life. Right. And it's part of it is, I mean, understanding who God is. It might be that maybe not earning their way to heaven, but they're, oh, I don't want to enact God's wrath. Oh, he must be mad at me here. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand God is the same God and he's right. slow to anger um, and he and he's quick to forgive. Yeah. So. And he says, look, you're my son and you're my heir. So right. you're stuck with me. Hey, I'm glad to be stuck with God. (laughs) Anyway, that is Galatians chapter 4. We will see you guys tomorrow with Galatians chapter 5. God bless.